Hello and welcome to the Case Reopen Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Trees, and I am joined by, as always, uh, the one, the only, Colleen. How are you today? Very well. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, I, ha- I had a big dinner tonight. I had uh, some some crab legs. Oh, yeah? Okay. With some, uh, Any other seafood? Yeah, some... yeah, I had some uh, well blubber, which you might Real. think like, oh, you shouldn't eat wells. But uh, that's how we do it. Uh-huh. And you're yep. going to tell me that you had some baby seal, too? No. Why would I, why no, would okay. I eat baby seal? That has nothing to do with episode 65 of Detective Conan, the uh, crab and well kidnapping case. It's not the crab what? and well and baby seal kidnapping case, Colleen. Okay, I watched the wrong episode then. I don't know what I'm going to be able to say. I do this for every Conan episode. I have a mill theme towards it. Um, Is that so right? Like so, was, uh... the third fingerprint <laughs> I ate three, three fingers, chicken fingers. I had three Chick- chicken oh, fingers. Really? Oh, smart. Yeah. Yep. Let's see what else. See? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep track of this because I feel like I'm going to hold you to this now. Well, I mean, you're always taking notes down for your, your secret operation that you're trying to infiltrate here. So I'm not surprised that what? you're keeping no? track. I have no idea what you're talking so this, about. <laughs> this episode originally aired on June 30th, 1997. Uh, Colleen, what were you doing June 30th, 1997? Um, I guess summer vacation would have started. The summer after kindergarten. Oh, wow. Big, big dreams. A happening time. I feel like this was, wait, maybe that was the year that I graduated from kindergarten and we had a big like kindergarten graduation where we had to say what we wanted to be when we grew up. So yeah. I was Ooh, what did you want to be when up. you grew up? Grow up. <laughs> so, was it a detective? A anim- oh, I should have said that. That would have been cool. Uh, no, I was totally obsessed with horses at the time. So I wanted to be a horse Oh, you're, you're a horse girl. <laughs> I'm just an animal girl all around i love mm. them all so for the longest time it was horse trainer um for the record i've been on a horse maybe twice in my life so that didn't really work out and then I oh, that's good that. i think you've like avoided the worst possible like path your life could have gone down because perhaps I've wait, been... wait 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 why do you say that <laughs> well i am uh i am a user of some online dating services and the horse girls seem to be a a, spe- a special breed of uh just sad and crazy people oh they because are they intense. always have a horse they have a horse in their profile picture and then the rest of their photos are also horses and yep. uh it's never I, it's I never a good match horse people are like that like one of my friends owns a horse and she spends every um extra hour of the day at the at the barn where the horse is so it, it she's taking that time away from what could be detective conan watching time so yeah it probably wouldn't have worked yeah out you've got your priorities completely <laughs> correct 
I just wonder. I wonder if there's horse guys out there. Like, because I've never seen online dating from the other perspective. So, like, I wonder if, like, if you were to log on, would there be horse guys? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it tends to be, like, I think it's, like, 90% women in these, like, circles. These horse circles. And, like, the husbands are there kind of just complaining about how much money it all costs. Maybe that could be my end to find, like, true love. Maybe I just need to become the horse guy. And the... the horse whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> I can attract all these uh, horse women. Well, they're certainly passionate, so if that's what you're looking for, good luck. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll have to neigh on that one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love puns. Sorry. To kick off this episode, Conan says, Today's hints are crabs and a well. An unusual thing looks that way. He could have not been, like, less helpful here. Yeah. An unusual thing looks that way. What does that even mean, Conan? I've seen the episode and I'm not even sure. (laughs) It's all about perspective. As we'll find out. Oh, wow. So the episode begins with Kogoro at a restaurant, and we see him downing some beers. Uh, Ron then tells him that he needs to eat as well, because you can't just get drunk without something in your stomach to absorb the alcohol. So this is like just every other Tuesday for Kogoro. Yeah, pretty much. This is like the most generic (laughs) opening. Kogoro getting drunk. Conan then complains about being brought to a beer garden as there's only snacks available. He then notices a nervous-looking dentist that hasn't touched his beer at all. Kogoro, who is clearly drunk, drunk, he uh, gets up, knocks his chair over, and he's like, I'm going to the bathroom, and then he starts heading the wrong way, so Ron has to walk him to the restroom. He's he's in bad shape. Have you ever gotten as plastered as Kogoro seems to get on a daily basis? No, he's the master of it. Like, I, I can't even begin to think or begin to um i guess feel the way that he does on a daily basis maybe i think i might have figured out like what the male equivalent of a horse girl is it might be like the guy that's really into craft beers like micro brews and all that stuff that yeah that could be it like i don't you'd have to test out your theory and look at some guys profiles and see like, yeah, I'm really into this kind of beer. <laughs> and I don't know. His profile picture is just him, like, standing next to some IPA. I can yeah. see it. Aren't, okay, the best profile pictures are the group shots, because then you don't know who's who. So you just assume it's the most attractive person there, or at least you hope that it's the most attractive person in the group shot. See, I'm lucky I avoid that issue because I just don't have any friends. So there's never any confusion about who I am in the pictures. Okay, what about like the friends that help you with this podcast, like Kyle and Justin? Oh, <laughs> those aren't my friends. Those are my <laughs> my deep, deep-seated enemies that I, I will one day kill. It's a Highlander scenario. There can only be one host. There can only be one <laughs> Okay, I'm next then. Goodbye. No, 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 no. World. You're, you're cool. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll spare you. I like you, Colleen. That's because I didn't become a horse girl. <laughs> yeah, a few people know this, but uh, Kyle, deep down, horse girl. <laughs> also, some good news. Uh, Kyle will be rejoining the podcast very soon. Uh, I'm trying to. That's wonderful. Ma- I think it's like two episodes from now, I believe. Yeah, something like that. So yeah. we'll, we'll have Kyle back very soon by the end of the month. So you can all yeah. look forward to that. I've seen we've had one person continually. Return. This one person can constantly tweets me. He's like, "Is Kyle? Is Kyle? Is Kyle off the podcast? Where's Kyle?" <laughs> and I'm like, you, "You have his Twitter too. You, he he could just ask. You could just ask him. He's not going anywhere." Kyle's um, biggest but, fan. Yeah, secretly it's me. I'm Kyle's biggest fan. Always, always DM him, and I'm like, "Good morning, King. I hope you're having a wonderful day." Does he reply? Uh, no, he hasn't talked to me in like two months. <laughs> Conan then sneaks up behind the dentist and overhears his phone conversation. The man who's named uh, Endo, he, uh, he says that he's alone on the phone, and then he loudly yells, which really blows his spot, and everybody starts looking at him. He then asks the man why he's canceling, and he says that he has the money right there. Conan then finds Ron and Kogoro, and he tells them about the potential kidnapping case. So, uh, this episode's off to a hot start, Colleen. Indeed. Uh, it's like... Kogoro and company can go anywhere, and they'll get into some sort of mischief. Even in a beer garden. Yeah, exactly. I like this intro because they kind of chase this case down. Because this guy's trying to avoid them. He's, he, It's not like a murder that happened right in front of uh, Kogoro. He's he's actively pursuing this. It's like, I've got nothing better to do tonight. I guess I'll try to solve a case. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And so uh, Kogoro they, just all of a sudden sobers up as well. I mean, maybe his bathroom trip really helped him, but... He was just like, okay, time to jump into action. Yeah, the only thing that would ex- like explain that is that he got so sick at the bathroom that he like puked up all of the uh, liquor in his system. Yeah, Which, just reversed uh, everything. Yeah. yeah, or Ron like beat the shit out of him. So <laughs> yeah, but we'll never know. They follow the man in a cab of their own, and we see a completely sobered up Kogoro who uh, also believes it to be a kidnapping uh, they wind up at the man's dental office and to get in without raising suspicion they make Conan act as if he has a toothache and Conan very much enjoys this scenario as he starts screaming about how much his tooth hurts and so uh, Kogoro rings the bell to get the doctor to answer and he lets them in despite the office being closed and then we get this really great scene where Kogoro, they, they go into this doctor's office. And the first thing Kogoro does is punch Conan because he's still <laughs> acting like his tooth hurts. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's enough. I just thought this was a brilliant uh, moment to show Conan's um, like theatrical side. Especially since like that comes from his mom, right? Like His acting yeah. abilities. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, they don't come that often, but, like, often, t- when I 
when Conan does start acting a certain way, I'm like, uh-huh, that's probably because it's in your genes. Oh. Uh, he then, int- uh, Kogoro then introduces himself as a detective, and the man decides to come clean about the whole situation, saying it must be fate. Uh, no, this guy just followed you for like 20 minutes in a cab. <laughs> that was fantastic. He tells the cab driver, like, don't lose that cab in front of us. Like, like, so that's such a like cool scene. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know how well it works in real life. I would probably notice if someone was tailing me in another taxi. Well, but... if your driver's a pro, then they know how to blend in. Yeah. And we all know. I'm going to do that drivers. the next time. I know the next time I get in an Uber, I'm just going to say, follow that car. <laughs> And then they're gonna like be like, I'm, I'm taking you to your destination. And then I'll go. <laughs> or you follow the car video. and you end up at like Walmart. <laughs> the guy's like, uh, you wanted to follow this guy to Walmart? <laughs> yep, exactly. We learned that uh, his son Kaita has been kidnapped from their front yard. The man later received a phone call to bring 30 million yen in old bills to the hotel's beer garden. However, the transaction was canceled at the last moment. He's supposed to be contacted again in the next morning, and he confirms that he heard Ken, uh, Kaita's voice and that he didn't seem afraid when they talked. He then revealed that his mother died a year ago due to an illness and that the poor kid has uh, grown a fond attachment to his kindergarten teacher and other women in the neighborhood. Kegura then says that it must be a woman taking after him. So, uh... Colleen, I have to ask, would you ever use your feminine charm to kidnap a young child? Would I use my feminine charms for evil? I don't think so. I don't have it in me. Aw. Because I'm I'm really awkward with children. (laughs) How Uh, are you? Yeah, it's kind of like... I, I feel bad asking them to do anything because I'm not their parent or guardian or anything so it's like okay i'll, I'll just clean up after you don't worry it's like, yeah it's it's kind of bad uh, hopefully with my own kids it's gonna be okay but with other people's children i i just i give in to them completely you'll be a stern parent but cool to all their friends i see right yeah my my kids are gonna hate me <laughs> Endo says that he can't contact the police and he begs uh, Kogoro to help him. Kogoro agrees, and that's when Conator. Th- Conator. <laughs> Conator! That's when Conan. <laughs> that's when Conan throws his transmitter on the suitcase. Or I guess we can call the transmitter the Conator. Yes. That kind of works. Oh, that's fantastic. How yeah, what if, like, Gossa all the Gossas. Not- yeah. All of his inventions have Conan in them. Yeah. The, the Conan tie. The c- cone the tie. tie. <laughs> <laughs> the coat tie. Uh, yeah. What else does he have? Yeah, I, I think know. we're too easily As... amused. <laughs> we haven't even gone to a lot of the other inventions yet, like his suspenders and, or unless I can't remember. If got the suspenders yet but i don't think we've seen the cool belt suit oh wait no we have seen the suspenders because he uses it in that one case where the uh 
in the old mansion where the mother is hiding because he use doesn't he use the suspenders to open the door am i making that up i don't know i'm not sure but yes but i, I know we did see from... the best invention which was the bento box fax machine totally that one time wasn't it or did he use it more <laughs> i think it's only once I have not seen it in recent episodes, so I don't think it ever comes back. What if they brought it back in like a new like 2019 episode? It just brings oh, out a gotta, fax machine. They gotta <laughs> do it. Yeah. <laughs> Kogura then gets a photo of Kaita and they call it a night. The next day, the kidnapper demands 20 million more yen and he says he needs it in just two hours. Then says that he... Uh, the dad says that he talked to Kaita again and that he said something quite odd. He said, Papa, there are a lot of crabs. It's a well. Water's shooting from its blowhole. Um, <laughs> which is quite the thing to say when you're kidnapped. Yeah. Like, obviously he's having a good time. There's a mind being away from his Papa. No, he's like, man, this is way better. Uh... <laughs> He's going to be like if your kids were kidnapped, Colleen. They'd be like, oh, thank God. Yeah, they're like, woohoo! <laughs> yeah. And I'm not coming back. <laughs> Kogre tells him to gather the money and they decide to investigate a local aquarium because they believe that there's going to be a model of a well there. However, the local aquarium has plenty of crabs, but no well. Conan then suggests that maybe the crabs aren't real. Uh, because the culprit was also confused by the kid saying that. Ron then notices a television station's blimp outside, which is coincidentally in the shape of a well. And they put it together that the blimp was likely what the child saw. Kogura then learns that the airship was flying over Baker Park at the time of the call. And they decide to go back to Baker City to uh, do some investigation. We then get a little musical montage, Colleen, of everybody looking hmm. for crabs. They go to like a, a restaurant that had crab in its name and all these different storefronts uh, with crabs on the the sides. You wouldn't think every place would have like a crab mascot. Yeah, I guess it made me realize how many um, places had crab inspired items. And yeah, the montage was really uh interesting because i think they used correct me if i'm wrong i think they used a song from uh the movie actually or it was like it's the typical song but it actually has the the lyrics like the person yeah singing. so we get we don't see that often in the series but i think it, they have used it maybe a couple of times so it was a nice addition yeah, I like it when we ever we get these type of little montage sequence uh, sequences. They're always fun, and uh, there's one really awkward moment where Conan goes to Red Lobster, and they're like, "That's not a crab, you dumbass." <laughs> Are you sure that was Conan? I feel like Kogoro would have made that mistake. Ah, uh, yeah, I should have said Kogoro. That would have made more sense. <laughs> the 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 one the the clip with Ron was funny too because it kind of looked like she was shoplifting. And then the lady comes out. It's like, what are you doing? There? Well, she doesn't say anything, but that's what I imagine in my head that the lady said. And Ron's like... No, no, no. Like, what did this Japanese woman tell Ron? 
Good day, young miss. Are you interested in some crabs? Is she like British now? Is it Mary <laughs> yes. Poppins? Oh my god. Oh, yes. That's Can't my Japanese accent. They're... Yeah. It's impressive. It's about as good as like my Australian accent. It's amazing. You're as good at accents I heard as I am it, so at I don't impersonations. Know. Figure yeah. remarks that they're all out of time. I'm not doing an Australian accent here. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. That's. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it after this. After no, the it's podcast. okay. I'll save it for you. Kegger remarks that oh, they're all out of time. Sorry, poor listeners. No, <laughs> you're totally teasing them now. Kegger remarks. <laughs> Okay. It's not a good accent. There's nothing to share. They're not. They're not good day, mate. Good day, mate. There you go. Do you know what they call McDonald's in Australia? No, what? They call it Mickey Macca's. D's or something. Macca's. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, they call a uh, sausage a banger. Oh, okay. I thought that was a British thing. Oh, wait. So breakfast, they call brekkie. Okay, yeah. Fun thing. Went headed over to Maka's for some brekkie. (laughs) Right after talking to the British Japanese lady. Good day, mate. Yep. All right, let's continue. Uh, Kegger remarks that they're all out of time. And uh, he then learns that Endo was told to wait in, uh, in front of Platform 1 at Karajuku Station. He tells Conan to keep looking for the crabs while him and Ron go to the meeting place. So we, it switches over to the station. Endo's there waiting for the kidnapper to arrive. And Ron mentions that they might make him board the train. In my notes, I wrote plane. Yeah, which I saw that. <laughs> would not make any sense. So... No, it was not a plane. Well, maybe they were going to check out the whale in the sky. Yeah. We then see a man on the motorcycle ask for money, and Endo tosses it to him. Uh, And there's a big fence separating them. And Kegaro leaps over and chases after him. Uh, He's clearly not going to catch up to this guy. Um, But he manages to take a photo of the guy's bike as he speeds away. But he can't stop him. This seems like very irresponsible because he put the kid's life in total danger here. Like, if they wanted to, they could have killed the kids, like, right then and there. Yeah. Kogoro might be getting a little rusty. Yeah. I'm starting to think he might not be a master detective. No, no. That's ludicrous. I mean, who, who else would be solving all these cases? That's true. Conan then uses his glasses to track the briefcase, and he notices that it's not moving, so he assumes that their hideout is near. However, it's a false alarm as he finds the suitcase in the trash, and he also finds the bike's fake license plate, so Kogoro didn't even actually get that. With no leads, Conan has to figure out what the boy was talking about, or the kid will be sleeping with the fishes. Ooh, yes. Will be sleeping with the crabs, get it? Sleeping with the crowd. I wrote that line specifically for you, Colleen. I was like, oh, this will be one she likes, but then it just fell yeah. flat. 
I no, I love it. I get it. <laughs> it's it's just I'm just picturing, picturing like Conan as you know Al Capone gangster <laughs> sleeping with the fishes. Kind of remembers that Kaida said that the well had water coming out of its blowhole. It'd be weirder if it had something else coming out of its blowhole, wouldn't it? Like, of course it has yeah. water coming out of its blowhole. Um, yeah. But an airship couldn't have propelled water out of its blowhole. He then sees a garbage truck well, and he it figures it all out. Well, air, maybe. Boom. Got him. Good one, Colleen. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the smartest thing I've said today. <laughs> Kenan then goes back to the Starlight Hotel and he's able to view an incinerator's chimney from the top that would have appeared right above the blimp, so he figures out that that must have been the blowhole. Um, Kenan then goes up... <laughs> wait, sorry. Kenan then almost falls off his chair and he's like, oh, that was a close one, but he it's not like he was going to like fall over the balcony. He would have just like fell a foot. Like, it wasn't yeah. that dangerous, Kenan. Like he has this like overreaction, like, oh, that was a close call. <laughs> he gets put into so much danger, and yet this is what stirs up some sort of reaction from him. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, he then goes up to the 23rd floor, and as the elevator goes up, he notices that the tables begin to look like crabs. So he then puts it together that Kaita must be in the hotel. He then asks a hotel employee if she's seen the boy in the photo. And she says that he's in the floor below this one, but he just left with his mom and dad. Conan thanks the lady and then he runs downstairs. Uh, that's when we see Kaita playing with a Yaiba action figure. So a nice little call out there, uh, call back there. And the woman asks the man if they're really going to kill the poor kid. <laughs> and he's like, don't, I know. don't feel any emotion like, where did in this that kid. come from? Jeez. Like, you think if you had, like, a moral compass, you probably wouldn't take part in a kidnapping to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, these guys, yeah, they're just not good people. So, we, we learned that Conan had absolutely no plan here, as when he <laughs> catches up with these people, all he does is yell... Kidnappers. <laughs> That's it. He, and, like, usually well, he has a plan. Usually he has a plan. And not only does he yell kidnappers, but nobody does anything. Like, no. <laughs> well, okay, no, because the guy draws out a knife. Right, right. But still, like, where's where are the security guards in this place? Yeah, they, they really sucked. So, uh, yeah, the guy <laughs> takes out a knife and he grabs the kid. And Conan, in his quick thinking, pushes over a nearby suit of armor because you know all uh, hotels just a have a random big suit of, suit of armor. armor. In the what lobby? was your problem? <laughs> that was my problem with it. Because um, oh, you've never stayed at like, a fancy enough hotel, clearly. Uh, obviously not. Or like a haunted. Every hotel five star hotel like <laughs> has a suit of armor. Is that right? The, yeah, you like, just need to enjoy the high life. <laughs> of course, I've never, I've never been at a hotel that didn't have a suit of armor. Colleen, I guess I've just been roughing it on my life. To treat you the right way, yeah. Oh yeah, well, I feel bad for you. You need to be treated to the finer things. <laughs> finer things in life, like 
crab and whale dining and hotels with exactly. suits of armor in the lobby. All right. That's yeah, my... I always sip some uh, finest Merlot as I uh, enjoy the local suits of armors at the hotel bar. But uh, I guess not everybody's about that life. No. Meanwhile, I'm here shoveling horse poop. Because I realized my dream of becoming a horse trainer. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. W- within... I was wondering. I was like... I was like, well, how, how span of these thirty minutes? <laughs> well, because I obviously don't know about the finer things in life. Well, you know what? You, you do know about one delicacy, and that's Detective Cannon. Oh, thank you. That's like the only delicacy. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so Conan kicks the helmet off this just random suit of armor. And it goes into the spinning, revolving doors, and it just somehow, like, dizzies them, and they fall down. Um, the money goes flying that's everywhere. Remarkable. That's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, that's how the case ends. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll get what your, was your reaction? Your, I was pretty underwhelmed. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Well, this no, we have an ending scene. Not a... Yeah, yeah. Let me get to the ending scene yeah, and yeah. then we'll give our thoughts on the, the whole case. So we quickly see that Indo's reunited with his son. And uh, the kid doesn't really care. He's just like, hi, dad. I know. Uh, <laughs> he's not thrilled. Like, no, like, the poor dad's, like, crying and he's so happy to see his son. And his son's just like, uh, can I spend more time with that lady? Yeah. You were right. She's this nice. is me reuniting with my kidnapped children. Like, oh, it's you again. <laughs> Conan says that it was uh, just a coincidence when he found the kidnappers and that the culprits knocked themselves out while trying to flee. Uh, that's when we see Inspector Megary arrive, who yells at Kogoro for not contacting the police. And uh, Mori is very apologetic. And then we learn that he got grilled for an hour. by megary and that's the uh ending of the episode so like this is a very strange episode colleen because we didn't get much of a mystery i guess the whole mystery is just what the kids uh was thinking like what his testimony meant when he said that there's a whale and crabs but usually most episodes will have something like that that they have to figure out and then like a greater case beyond that like we never learn why the kidnappers kidnapped them. We don't. We never learn like uh, if they knew the dentist or anything like that. Like why they chose him specifically? Because like I know dentists, they don't make like crazy amounts of money. Like they're decently well off, but like you'd think you'd like kidnap like a business owner's son yeah. or something. Or you kidnap like dentist. Sonico or something. Oh, okay. Suzuki. I thought you were talking about like Sonic, uh, like like Sonic the Hedgehog. That's what Sonic my mind was at. <laughs> okay, you've been watching the new trailer, haven't you? Yeah, nonstop. Actually, <laughs> haven't seen the new trailer. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. So I actually thought because it says like Jim Carrey. Yeah. Do they still use Gangsters Paradise in the trailer? Oh, uh, not the one I saw. I don't think. No. Ah. Uh. Oh, well, I have to go see that one then. Oh, that's fantastic. 
I'm, but I'm so bad. Okay, because I, I I saw the the trailer said like Jim Carrey, and I started watching it. And I'm like, oh okay, so Jim Carrey voices Sonic, and then I realized, oh Jim Carrey's <laughs> the villain. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so I don't know who voices Sonic at this point. Yeah, I don't know either. They should have got a should have got a Danny DeVito. That would have been my pick. <laughs> Yeah, he can just do Pikachu and Sonic. I wish they had gotten him to do Detective Pikachu. That was a real real missed opportunity. Didn't he do Pikachu's voice for something? I feel like I was making a reference to something, but I might not have been. There was a meme going around where people wanted him to do Pikachu's voice for Detective, but it wound up being Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, uh, that... Seems like Canadian a cool guy. Export. <laughs> yeah, Canadian heartthrob. Yep. But uh, no, I was saying that they should kidnap Sonico because, I mean, they would have had some actual dough from that. Yeah, that, that would have been a lot smarter. Instead, they just got a dentist some. Yeah. Who, okay, this might be really judgy, but the way that the kid's drawn is kind of goofy. Like, He's so cartoony, more than any of the other characters. <laughs> he does look like he's from a different show. Yes. And so I love the, because uh, you've got the, the screenshot from the episode here. I guess it's the one that you'd see on the Detective Conan wiki. But when Conan imagines this kid being kidnapped, he's like kidnapped by some like super evil version of like, oogie boogie or something with claws yeah like when when i saw that image i was so excited to watch this episode because i put that image in this document before i started my notes and i was like man what the hell is this episode about are is there gonna be a masked man it looks like this evil spawn character has kidnapped this kid and then it's just like this dorky dude with a fake mustache and this like skinny (laughs) woman like i was so let down yeah and it's surprising seeing this coming from conan because he's usually not the type that gives into sort of imagining things and the supernatural and all that stuff but he just imagines this kid being almost grabbed by this devilish creature yeah he's been reading too much anime because he imagines this kid to just look ridiculous too oh yeah totally um now you mentioned something uh about how like that they were just like these random people that kidnapped him and we don't really find out why what the motive was i thought um that perhaps there would be a connection to so you know how his dad was saying that um he he's really connected to his kindergarten teacher and like the other ladies in the neighborhood i thought maybe the kindergarten teacher was gonna have something to do with this so i was a little disappointed that they didn't make any connection like that yeah, and, like, one of the earliest, like, r- really great Conan cases is when, uh, you know, the, they talk about that doctor whose son gets kidnapped and he's getting all these gifts sent to him and stuff. And yeah, we, yeah. you know, have that very emotional reveal that uh, the kidnapper's own son had died from the doctor. But, like, what is somebody going to get revenge on a dentist for? Like, oh, you pulled out my kid's tooth two years ago? Like, yeah, 
what what is there there's nothing interesting you can do with the scenario yeah unless it was a tooth that wouldn't grow back like it was not a baby tooth it was an adult tooth so now this kid has a gap in his teeth although it probably wouldn't do much harm to this character design if i'm being honest <laughs> if anything he'd look cooler missing a tooth so sure he'd, lo- he'd look like a gangster <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, uh, I think this is, like, the worst Conan episode so far. Oh, really? It's that bad? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If and I, I don't even think it's, like, terrible or anything, but I, I feel like every other episode has at least been an, a decent time where we had a dude yelling John at his dog, which <laughs> made me laugh, so there's usually something. But, like, I think this is, as like, as far as, like, completely skippable episodes... I feel like this is it. Like, maybe the scene for Conan pretending to have a toothache. Like, that was pretty cute. Oh, yeah. I like Oscar that. Oscar award-winning performance there. Yeah, I mainly just love how Kogoro just bops him in the head after that. And he's yeah. like... He's like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> and Conan's so surprised. He's He was really, like, devoted to his role. You can tell he's a true professional like his mother. Yes, absolutely. I actually... So... I didn't. The only thing I remembered of this case was the the kid being kidnapped. Obviously, like, geez, <laughs> took a took a lot of thought there. But I thought that this was a uh, Detective Boys episode. For some reason, I may have um, gotten it confused with the the Great Toddler Errand Race or whatever that episode was called, but. For some reason, I thought that this was... Oh, the most popular voice. episode, Colleen. The most popular episode ever. I got it confused with arguably the worst episode ever. The least forgettable, like the least popular episode. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so I was surprised when I saw Kogoro and I'm like, oh, okay, it's a Kogoro episode. That was already, that already like threw me for a loop. Yeah, this is a uh, not a great episode. <laughs> I can sense that uh, you didn't like it. <laughs> like you look at that initial picture, you see this devilish figure. You see this anime kid getting yeah. abducted, and then we just get a the random suit of armor getting kicked into a door. Like they don't even take any head trauma. They just get spun out of control and dizzy. Yeah, and their like, glasses fall off. Like, both of them. I don't know if you noticed, but they show the guy. His glasses were knocked off. The woman's glasses were also knocked off. But they're, like, sleeping peacefully. This is just such a, like... Oh. I don't know how long it took them to animate this. But they're like, okay, we need an episode for next week because we don't have a chapter of the manga. So let's just come up with some quick, easy story and get it drawn. Yeah, I just feel like... There's a lot of stuff that just didn't pay off, like the whole stuff about, like his mother dying and stuff. Like, there's no emotional oh, yeah. climax to that afterward. Like, I guess they just said that so the like he would be drawn to the woman that kidnapped him, but like we don't see them interact any um, beyond like a very like brief moment. Like, I feel like there's just so many different ways that it could have been drawn out and more interesting, but. It's mainly just Conan trying to figure out what the crabs and wells are, and I don't know. It's just not a good episode. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't say it's 
horrible. I'm, I'm glad I saw it once. I'm probably never going to go back to watch it again. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Because once you have to watch the dub. cursed podcast yeah, gets to the dub, <laughs> in some unfortunate reality, we will cover it again. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe sure. I'll like it better when it's Jimmy Kudo figuring it out instead Jimmy of Shinichi. Jimmy Kudo trying to find... I think the name's the kid's name's Carrie or something like that, and the dad's like. How Kobe do you remember the kid's dumb name? Oh, I looked it up earlier. Oh, okay. I thought there was just yeah. something you you remembered off the top. I know. I remember all of the dub names of every character in Conan. <laughs> That's just what I do with my life. So that'd be a hell of a skill, Colleen. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I'll, okay. Scratch that. I didn't say anything. I actually do remember. You know, like, uh, sometimes on, like, a dating profile, it'll be like, what are you looking for? And it actually says in mine, a woman that can remember every character's dub name from Case Closed. So. No way. Imagine that. Yeah. What a coincidence. Incredible. <laughs> uh, so we get the, uh, <laughs> we get the next count in tent here, and it's Cigarettes. Yeah, because smoking's so, uh, cool. It is cool. Oh, yeah. Colleen, think about it. What if I started smoking right now? Would I be cooler? Well, considering uh, we can't see each other, like, <laughs> I don't know. You could be. You could have been smoking the entire time, and I just wouldn't know. I mean, it's cooler than, like, vaping, at least. Can we? Can I we guess. get some consensus here? I think so. I mean, you don't have, you can't, you don't, you, you never saw, uh, what's his name? James Dean vape. He's always cool. Cool guy smoking. Although, what if, what if the James Dean hologram starts vaping in the, <laughs> the new movie? Yeah, he probably would. He'll, he'll like vape creme brulee or something. <laughs> Whatever flavors are out there. Yep. That's that's everybody's favorite vaping flavor, creme brulee. Is it actually or? No, no, of course not. <laughs> I don't, I don't let me, know. Let me Google creme brulee vape. I don't even think anybody's ever had a creme brulee vape. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Right in. Here. Tell us if you've had the a creme vape, brulee vape. The vapemall.com sells creme brulee. It's two ninety nine. Ninety four reviews. It has about a four and a half ratings. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. There you go. Here's the, here's the product description. A dessert of rich custard topped with a layer of hard caramelized sugar. Wait, is this even vape? Maybe I'm just looking at Oh, is it brulee. just a creme brulee? Oh, <laughs> I don't even know at this point. Anyways, bottom line, smoking's bad. Don't smoke. Yeah, don't smoke unless you want to be cool. Then I guess... Unless you want to be... <laughs> See, I would be a terrible father. My, my kids would come to me and I'll be like, I mean, if you want to look cool, I mean, you can probably still have a pack this of This is the way to go. Light up. Uh, so we learn, we get a little tease for the next episode. It's, uh, Conan says, next episode will surprise you. It's an awesome trick. And then somebody asks the ultimate question. 
Can you see a crow in the dark? Well, can you, Colleen? Mm, yeah, maybe. Depends. Depends if my eyes were used to the dark at that point. I don't know. <laughs> Did you recognize the voice? I thought it was Genta, but I couldn't tell. Yeah, I wasn't sure of the voice. I didn't think it was Genta. It's, it sounded more like an adult. Oh, okay. And this line, okay, I'm. this is how much I wanted to read into this. I thought it was some sort of maybe Japanese proverb. Like, oh, this must mean something. And I looked it up and I couldn't find anything. It was just like, I just found a bunch of stuff about like crows and Japanese mythology and how they like guide people to, you know, certain, like guide them through life or whatnot. And then um, that, it was that and like... It, uh, an article said like okay crows like mystical guides versus like annoying pests or something like you know how japanese people view crows i'm like okay that's too much i don't need this for conan <laughs> you know for every every uh water army we get a black crow in the dark i guess oh totally oh what's that oh this is gonna sound bad because there is a crow pokemon though <laughs> Just saying. What's it called? Oh, like a, a crow macro. Pokemon. It's a macro? Is that what it's called? It is uh, Murkrow. Murkrow. Yeah, and it evolves into Corviknight. And I, you know what? When this episode comes out, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield will be out, so people can enjoy that on Nintendo Switch. So uh, there you go. There's your plug. Have fun. Have you seen the new Pokemon, Colleen? Like the starters? Uh, yeah. So, well, I've seen the Fire type for sure, because there's a new series coming out, right? And Ash gets a new yeah, so, friend, and so the Fire type a is a bunny, Score Bunny. Yeah. And then there is a little monkey. His name is uh, Groovekey. And then there is a, I don't even know how to explain this, sad little toad boy. He's a, his name is <laughs> Sobble, is the little fish Toad Pokemon. boy? Isn't that like a polywag? Aww. Yeah, I just look, I'm looking at right now. Though. They're adorable. Aww. The monkey looks happy. So does the bunny. The toe's just like, uh, or whatever. I guess he's a tadpole type of... Anyways. Which one would you be picking? Uh, Historically, I usually always picked either the water or the fire type. But in this case... Uh, I've always been a water guy. Yeah. I In this case, I think I'd have to look at their uh, other evolutions. To find out which one would be the coolest one in the end. People are upset with how uh, the sad tadpole winds up. Oh, really? Is they he just like a sad like toad? Design. No, he's not very sad. He looks like an anorexic. <laughs> <laughs> he's very long and skinny. Um, I sent you a, a photo on Skype there. But uh, he's on the far right there. This is his last evolution. Cha-cha-cha-melancholy? Yeah, people, people aren't in love with that okay. form there. 
But we're here to talk Conan, not Pokemon, so uh, we have a couple discussion topics since we're only covering one episode today. Uh, so very quickly, I wanted to talk about Gesho Oyama's his little uh, his work schedule. So I, I want to get your react. Are you aware of his work schedule? First off, Colleen. A little bit. I think I read an article way back when that he puts in like All right, crazy well, hours. I've got, I've got the full details here. So All right, about five me. days a week, uh, Gesho Oyama, that hack, as uh, Kyle would call him, <laughs> he draws manga for 20 hours a day. Or his assistants do. <laughs> if, if Gosho Oyama is a hack. Uh, he takes three 15-minute breaks throughout the day to eat. And he sleeps at the office from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Those are prime sleeping hours. No, definitely. On I complain a, about like an eight-hour workday, so this, this is just intense. Oyama also allows himself a nap from 2 a.m. to 2.30 a.m. However, when times are tough, he skips the nap and keeps working. Uh, so, like, uh, what do you think about those hours, Colleen? Um, like, I have mad respect for him and all manga artists that do that, because obviously he puts out a wonderful series, and it it almost, I take it for granted, because it seems like it's it comes out so flawlessly, and I don't think to date I've actually watched a Conan episode and perfectly had the case solved like maybe i had pieces of it but it's never been like yes i am totally like step by step on par with conan so the amount of work and research that goes into the series like i i have very high respect for mr gosho oyama yeah it's crazy uh but uh i mean it's funny because like when this was spreading around initially people were using this like they were saying, oh, these are re- irresponsible hours. People shouldn't work like this. And then I think I was, like, going through a manic period. And I was like, that's really cool. I should, like, sleep three <laughs> hours, too. How did that work out for you? I was you? inspired. Oh, not great. But uh, I think I, I think I just need to nail it down. See, I think the problem was I wasn't sleeping from the prime hours of 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yeah. I think that's what needs okay. to be done. I think See, if you sleep that chunk of time, you're perfect. Right. Is that when you get the REM sleep? Okay. I don't know about sleeping patterns. I just made that up. But um, I I love how your take on it is from like a health perspective. Like, oh, this, you know, that shouldn't, that's not very healthy. And I'm just over here being like, well, as long as he gets Conan out, like, it's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably also why he's taking a lot of like uh, pretty lengthy breaks. Yeah. Um, nowadays, he usually will finish up a, uh, a case and then there's like a four or six week break, which, uh, you know, I'm glad he's getting some vacation time, but, uh, let's wrap up the series, man. <laughs> some people are doing, are doing podcasts on That's it. Right. Although I don't, has Detective Conan ever had such a long hiatus, like some other manga series? Like I'm, I'm thinking Hunter Hunter in particular, because that one's just... Yeah, there's nothing like that, like, maybe like a month or two, but there's never, like, a huge, lengthy, very lengthy one like that. Like, three years or whatever. Yeah, we never get that. Okay. Never get that bad. 
Uh, and then, Colleen, you wanted to talk about the jazz music in, in this series. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, I mean, it's uh, so iconic. And uh, I think one of, uh, one of the listeners had mentioned uh, that they wanted us to talk about the jazz music. So I thought, hey, why not? Oh, yeah. Let me uh, read his uh, tweet. I have it up here. This comes from Twitter user Dicekin. He says, uh, uh, maybe a few opinions on the soundtrack of the episodes. Uh, he then says that uh, there's some other things, but we're too early on in the series to talk about them. And he says that we often talk in depth about anything important, so there's little missing. So. Mm -hmm. That's us, Colleen. We talk about the important stuff, like the like uh, the Pokemon, the, the, new, the new Pokemon starters. Yeah, the new Pokemon, and <laughs> yep, we we've got you all That's covered. Right. See, I don't even know if uh, I was looking at the right image of the uh, the new water starter. Anyways, but going back to jazz music, um, I think so. I'm not going to pretend like an I'm an expert in jazz music at all. I don't really listen to it in my spare time but for some reason i feel like it works for this series it kind of provides that lightheartedness uh but it also uh when it needs to be a little bit more um how should i say like almost devious or creepy it also like the soundtrack does that well so there's a really nice balance i find yeah i, I agree with you i think it gives the show a a good personality where you know they can highlight the uh lighter moments and really add some extra you know intensity to the more dramatic ones i love when the, the music really gets going during like a high chase scene or you know like a near murder sequence like those are always really intense so uh, it does a really good job of playing up to uh the strength of jazz music mm-hmm but uh, yeah, I'm not an expert on jazz either, so I can't go super in-depth uh, on that either. Uh, we then have a question from Penny Gang, uh, who is Street Yoke on Twitter. He says, what do you guys think about the length of Conan? With over 1,000 chapters and episodes, do you think it warrants its length? Does it hurt the show? Is there any fear of not getting a conclusive end? Uh Colleen, you want to answer first? Uh, sure. So my take on that is like, okay, it's going to be subjective. Like people have their own um, likes and dislikes. I personally like longer running shows. I feel like it gives you an opportunity to really invest in the characters. And especially if the characters are so well written. Well, in my opinion, these characters are well written. I mean, maybe some of them are a little less rounded than others, but I always enjoy watching them. So for me, a series that it's pretty much, I, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm pretty sure we're going to get a thousand episodes at least of Conan. Uh, I, I absolutely love that. And um, I'm just, <laughs> I just want to get to the point where I can actually understand what people are talking about nowadays because the Conan cast has changed so much and I just don't want to spoil things for myself too much. But at the same time, you know, when you do research, you see things inevitably and um, it just happens. But I don't think the length is a problem. Um, and it also gives fans the opportunity or option to watch it any way they want like i 
know people who are more like on the purist side, so they'll only watch manga cases. I prefer watching the whole thing. Like I like to get the the full picture, so I'll watch every episode, no matter what, like who wrote it, where it came from. But then I've also heard of people just watching the black organization storyline so i feel bad for those people in particular because they have to wait a long time for those episodes yeah i have a buddy that only like really will watch any like black organization cases and then he kind of just skips anything else there you go so for people like those like good on you but first it's a series like let's let's all admit like detective conan is maybe 80 percent filler and i'm talking like filler not in the sense of anime originals but filler like there's just these random cases that come up that have nothing to do with the black organization but conan feels the need to uh, solve all of them because that's just in his nature um and i mean is that that's the formula of the show yeah and i i think one thing that and you'll be able to talk about this as you continue on your own journey of (laughs) catching up with conan I feel like Oyama has gotten much better at kind of tying in the random cases like in the manga into storylines as a thing has gone on where usually, oh, there's one character who's, you know, something will be revealed that will be important later. So there's kind of always something happening instead of it just being like a a standalone case. So I feel like he's gotten better at least having some sort of something being moved forward every case rather than it just, you know, being an entertaining case. But I also don't have any issue with the length because, you know, it's just even like uh, the filler episodes, like the anime original ones, even those have like an entertaining case that we get to watch. And, you know, like I'm fine with that. I really like that. And uh, one of our viewers, uh, Spencer Young, who's Ninja Spence 21 on Twitter, uh, he offered his own take on this. He says that it doesn't hurt the show. It's like Law and Order SUV to him. He says there's constant mysteries and it's the niche of the show. Uh, He said if he had one gripe, it would be that uh, for the final arc's going to come when he's about 50 and he turns 30 (laughs) tomorrow. He's been watching the show since 1997. Wow. Dedication. And then we also have a question from Spencer. He wants to know if your books are a thing in the Detective (laughs) Cannon universe. Uh, Does Shinichi have uh, an upgraded Clark Kent glasses to the point where Ron forgets her childhood? in the world except for the folk that knows the secret he has a whole rant that we can heard on this so here's my here's my defense in this i saw a photo of uh zoe de chanel without bangs and glasses and she looked completely different so i believe like just taking off the glasses you know change your hair a bit i'm telling you you can look completely different yeah i think there's some merit in that in what you're saying uh but i also understand the point that everyone else makes about how conan looks exactly like a mini shinichi you just put glasses on him so i've pondered about this a few times and i feel that maybe it's now i don't have any like um evidence for this but i wonder if it's part of um how ron like she grew up with shinichi obviously and he looked a certain way as a kid so that maybe as conan he looks slightly different i mean there are times when ron i like i don't doesn't she say when she first meets conan that he looks like shinichi i could be wrong i can't remember yeah she does like she definitely had like a lot of suspicions and like that's kind of the early show arc 
is her like kind of being like, man, he's just like Shinichi in all these ways. But I think once like they get close and she forms them as like, you know, his own identity, she's not going to be thinking of like Shinichi a ton. Like she's already accepted those similarities and she's not going to keep bringing it up because, you know, she's seen them both in the same place after all. So I get why like they kind of drop that. Now back to the point of the yearbook though. And I mentioned this to you, Tyler, like just, uh, offline um i i always found it odd how shinichi doesn't have seem to have any other friends like we'll see flashback clips of when shinichi was like on the (laughs) soccer team and he's like surrounded by his teammates or whatnot but how is it that nobody else at this school cares to know where he is like he doesn't have like some guy friend asking hey where's my my bro shinichi or whatever so I, i always found that also interesting yeah, because he he's definitely popular, you know, like all these girls at high school were sending him fan letters and stuff. So he's popular yet a loner. Man, maybe he's got that uh, James Dean charisma. Oh, you think Shinichi smokes cigarettes? I could see. Uh, he'd have like a he'd have like a candy cigarette. Oh, Popeye stick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that the the whole like not being able to recognize people thing. I mean, that's like a classic superhero trope, right? Yeah. And, but I, I don't think uh, that we... there's any sort of magic going on here because usually that's how people uh, will explain the superhero stuff going on. Like, it's part of the magic of what it is to be that um, alter ego. But in this case, I don't think it's anything like that. It's just, I don't know, just randomly people don't recognize him although who knows heiji found out it was shinichi in the second episode that heiji appeared in so like i don't know where the logic is there yeah um we have one more question here this comes from premium uh sorry this comes from premium steve he says i've always wanted to know more about the parents of the detective boys being super cool about their kids continuing to hang around with conan despite running across hundreds of crime scenes often with them being endangered by criminals uh yeah that's a good point <laughs> yeah it's, it's surprising that they're they're not like mitsuhiko you are not to hang out with that conan <laughs> bad anymore influence. <laughs> he is trouble mister and then i could see ginta's parents being like ginta you never leave conan's side we want you to be somebody else's problem <laughs> your food bill is making it impossible for us to keep up in this economy we desperately we've <laughs> taken out a, a big life insurance policy on you please keep hanging with conan what about ayumi's parents uh they, they care about her she's a sweet girl they're like they've already like arranged they're setting up an arranged marriage with her and conan <laughs> although i can so see we that. do see their parent or well I don't actually remember Mitsuhiko's parents, but we see family members like pop in now and again. Yeah, but, uh, it's really a got like the funniest episodes for me are when the detective boys go camping, and it's always Agasa who's the guardian, as if these kids don't have their own families that could be doing this for them. It's like just this random professor that gets permission to take all these kids on a camping trip. So I know for a, a fact, and this is weird because I don't think I've actually, I don't know if she's in any, um, like manga cases, but at some point we will meet Mitsuhiko's sister. Yes. So I remember her, but I don't remember his parents. I remember Ayumi's 
mom and I don't remember Genta's parents but I feel like they, they've already mentioned that Genta's parents own a, a restaurant <laughs> or like yeah it's pretty clear that we don't get a good uh glimpse at Mitsuhiko's mom because the <laughs> I was at the detective canon wiki and the photo of uh-huh. her is hilarious it's like this very zoomed in um background image that was like very poor quality it's <laughs> just it's just hysterical of what she looks like so uh, we must not see her very much yeah. um so yeah i think that'll do it for this episode um yeah occasionally we'll only have one episode to cover just with uh the way conan is uh structured because we don't want to cut off a case like do part one of it one like one week and then have you wait a whole week for us to finish off the case like personally i'd just rather have them all in one go um if you disagree with that like a listener you can let us know but uh i'd prefer to kind of do some discussion stuff along the way and then uh not to uh reveal any secrets but uh i've got some stuff planned for these type episodes where we'll be viewing some like conan related stuff on some episodes which will be fun so uh we'll we'll fill time it won't be often that we do just one episode but there are gonna be like times where we won't have two straight up episodes because like uh just the way conan's laid out it's it's difficult to go in chronological order and not run into like a two-parter or a three-parter so we definitely have to play with the scheduling a bit uh occasionally yeah. and we've got a one hour but, uh, special coming up soon i'm counting down yeah, three-parter oh, too. we have a three-parter before that yeah yeah which is uh let me, let me see what we're doing next week next week we're doing the night road murder case in the stage actress murder case and then the week after that is the big three-parter which is the the night baron murder case oh, yeah. which is broken into the case the suspicion the resolution I'm I'm looking forward. So, I I hope that yeah, I'm not that should be fun. I re- I remember it being good, but I could be wrong. It better be good if we have to watch three, three episodes in a week. <laughs> That's right. Do you know how happy I was that I only had to take notes for one episode? I was like, oh, oh. yeah, I can. I didn't even take notes this time. Like. That's a bit my big reveal. <laughs> to be to be fair, there wasn't much to take <laughs> notes about. Not much happened. <laughs> It's like I think I can wing Just it. Look at this. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's case underscore reopened. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Tyler Therese. and uh, you can follow Justin and Kyle. Their Twitters are on the show's bio. So uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. We always appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. And remember, one truth always prevails.